Welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. It's me, Jenny, your co-host, here with my favorite co-host, Dan, the man, Duran. Dan, what's going on today? Well, what's going on now is I have my learning hat on. I, it's it, Usually it's a dunce cap, but I have my learning hat on. <laughs> we just Nerd. finished doing a great podcast, and we have another one in store right now for all you listeners. So, I'm, I, you know, if, if I didn't have to talk, I wouldn't. I just sit back and listen and learn. So I'm going to do a little bit of talking, but I'm going to sit back and listen and learn. Absolutely. So I hope you guys are, like, doing something safe. So if you're driving, like, keep your eyes on the road. But the person that we have on with us today, I actually met her at IDEA. Um, earlier this year in the summer. And she's one of those people, like my face hurts and we've only been on the phone for like 10 minutes before we started recording. And my face hurts from smiling so big. She's a firecracker. Um, she has over a decade of experience in the fitness industry. Um, and she's a wealth of knowledge. Um, we have with us RC Han. Hi, hi, how are you, RC? Hi, Jenny. Thanks so much for having me on. Hi, Dan. Yes. So great to see you guys. I'm excited to chat today. Absolutely. And check that mic quality, guys. She's a podcast host herself. <laughs> so she knows all about this. Um, so RC, and you can talk about your podcast too. We'd love to hear about it. But tell us a little bit about how you got started in fitness and how you got to where you are now. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure as you know, since you said we've already spoken uh, at Idea Conference and stuff, I could be long-winded. So I'll try and take us through the <laughs> timeline journey uh, of how I got into the industry but I was an athlete, you know, growing up, uh, my main sport was gymnastics. And then I dabbled in some track as well. And I always knew I wanted to help people. That was always a very clear passion of mine. Uh, I originally wanted to be a physician um, within pediatrics. So I was, you know, very studious in the academic space. I was trying to, you know, excel to be accepted into med school. I was the co-captain of our gymnastics team where I attended. And unfortunately, end of my freshman year of high school, I fractured my L4 and L5. Ooh. And as, as you can imagine, uh, that's a no longer cleared to play sports. Uh, do not pass go, not allowed to participate. And you know, that was just really traumatizing for me. You know, sports had been the only thing I had known. Um, that was my identity, you know, up until that point. And unfortunately, I was also a victim of different, just um, unfortunate life circumstances and traumas. And the, you know, practice and sports was my safe place. It was my vent. Yeah. It was the place that I could go and had a community and a place. So when that happened, it really just sent me on this downward spiral. Um, you know, you lose your friends, that group of people, you lose like any um, endorphins that you're getting on from exercising, you're physically frustrated, you're mentally frustrated. Um, it also prevented, um, you know, at that point, really my options to go to college, we were pretty financially unavailable to fund that. So my options really were kind of from the scholarships from the sports standpoint, and that was taken from me. So I just felt really defeated and frustrated and 
angry at the world. Um, so that downward spiral, we know that victims of trauma and abuse, no matter what season that happens in life are, you know, six times more likely to become addicted to drugs and alcohol and have depression. And I really fell into that statistic. So after school, instead of, I didn't have practices anymore that as a competitive athlete takes up a lot of your time. I found myself with a lot of free time and I filled my free time with the wrong audience, the wrong crowd, uh, very wrong activities. Um, So flash forward a stint there. I was uh, about 17 and about my junior year in the summer. I'm out clubbing. Yeah, now I'm like, I got the connects. I'm finessing. I'm making friends with bouncers and got all these, you know, rough, rugged people that can sneak you into places. And I'm a table table service, just raging, you know, like 17. And, uh, I, as you must to be able to get in, I had befriended the bouncers, right. Cause they're going to turn their eye to get you in. And one of the bouncers was a personal trainer, but at night he did security. And so anyways, we're just chatting, you know, one time and he invites me to the health club that he worked at and he specialized in boxing said, you know, hey, you want to come out and like box sometimes? I'm like, sure, whatever, right? So that was actually my first time going into a gym. Although I was an athlete, I I was one of those people, I didn't even know how to turn on the treadmill. Like Uh I was just fit because I was an athlete. But the actual science of training, I had no idea about. And so that turned into an actual therapeutic modality for me. He free of charge. I kind of had told him my story. It was like where I'm at in my life. And he said, Hey, anytime you feel like making a negative life decision, you call me instead and we'll box. And he kind of took me under his wing. And there were times two, three in the morning, you know, I would hit him up and we would be at a gym and I would just be wailing in these boxing gloves. Right. And then he'd show me how to do some lifts and you know, teach me some workouts and such. And it was really a game changer for me in my life to have a healthy venting option to go and a place to be instead of making, you know, negative decisions. Um, So at 18, I decided that the only way to do anything was to run away to Los Angeles. So I I graduated, uh, went to LA and I had no place to live, no job, really no direction except I got to get out of this city and I want to start over. And before I left, he gave me a parting gift and it was these hot pink boxing gloves. Nice. And I promise that's relevant for the long term of the story. Uh, So fast forward a couple of years, I I had some really unique opportunities. I was fortunate enough to find my way into the professional sports arena and work in game entertainment. And I I made my way with multiple part-time jobs. And, but then at 20, and you're kind of like, okay, we're, we're surviving. We're definitely not thriving. You know, what am I going to do with my life? Like, I can't do this. I can't have part-time jobs and like work in sports. I'm never going to go that high up the corporate ladder. Like, what do I really want to do? And I never forget it. It was a life-changing moment. I pulled up my computer. Well, it wasn't even my computer because I couldn't afford a computer. <laughs> my boyfriend's computer. <laughs> and uh, I Googled top three highest paying jobs that don't require a college degree. And the first two are something like tech, IT related. I'm like, oh, well, those don't work. <laughs> Number three, the third highest paying job in our country 
was a health and fitness professional, a personal trainer. It was like that light bulb, eureka moment, that aha, like, why didn't I think of this? I'm like, I like sports. I've always wanted to help people. Like, I would really enjoy that. Uh, So then I Googled top personal training certifications that pay the highest. Uh, And they had payment plans. And within 30 minutes of Google search, I had signed up for a training certification. And from there, you know, went, walked into a health club, got a job and I was hooked. I mean, you want to talk about becoming addicted to something. I could not get enough of it. The first moment I signed up a client and I, like you pitch them, you do the sales approach. They say yes. And you're like, oh, wait, you're like, actually gonna let me help you. Like, <laughs> and you're like taking them through a workout. And then, I mean, it was, I, I've never could ever see myself, you know, almost 13 years later in any other industry, just being able to help people and the impact that you make directly in their lives. Um, I also got pretty fortunate within not even the first about three months into my career. I had the privilege of listening to uh, Neil Spruce speak. He was a guest presenter. And um, if you're sure we're all familiar with him, his passion of wanting to change the world through health and fitness um, and impact, you know, the lives of those whom we reach in our industry. I was just sitting there, this wide eyed, you know, like 20 year old and ran up to him after he presented with my little notebook. I was just like, Mr. Spruce, like, thank you so much for your motivation. Like, I want to change the world too. And, you know, I was like, all right, kid, you know, if you ever need anything, let me know. And um, I had that mentorship, you know, in my pocket for, for my career. And he's been a big part in um, allowing opportunities and placements. So from there, I think the rest is, is history of just moving around different positions in the industry and, and finding, you know, my niche and how I can continue to help. But uh, that's, that's kind of my journey of how I originally got into the space. That's awesome. And I know, I, I know a little bit about your story, RC, and I love the fact that like you've gone on now to help other trainers, other fitness professionals, other health clubs, like companies like Lifetime. I used to work for Lifetime, phenomenal company. And I know that you turned around one of their lowest performing clubs within a year to be one of the top three in the country. Um, So you've gotten to impact other people who then go on to impact other people's lives. And as somebody like yourself, who's so passionate about like what I call touching people, PT 13 people, but like helping people, you've touched through those people, thousands of people. And that's so cool to think about. Absolutely. I'd say one of my, um, I have a handful of, I guess I like them all. I was going to say my, one of my favorite positions I had, but I I really enjoyed them all. Um, earlier on in my career, I was a director of education, uh, where I would lead the new hire orientation for all of the fitness professionals coming into that, that health club chain and their 13 clubs. And that, you know, at first I really missed that one-on-one interaction. And I thought, yeah. you know, oh, I'm not serving my, you know, justice in this industry and I'm not impacting lives because you couldn't see it directly. But then, like you said, once you realized, oh, wait, I'm training trainers on how to better train so that then in turn, they can impact more lives. So I'm actually multiplying the ability. And I think that's where I really kind of settled in and found where my kind of purpose and passion is the industry. I I did enjoy training. I do enjoy it, but I really think that my impact is more, how can I help others become the best of what they do? Love it. So, and so what I'm hearing here, well, first of all, awesome story. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks, Dan. 
that <laughs> definitely made me not want to talk. Uh, it was uh, it's very, very inspirational. Um, but what you're describing and what you're talking about, going all the way back to, to, to Neil and meeting him, uh, is a network, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's about creating that network of others uh, that, that, you know, you can help each other. It's, it's obviously not about me. It's about us and, and helping each other. So can you kind of expand on, you know, how you would define a network and why it's so important for fitness professionals? Absolutely. I think it's crucial, not even just in our industry, but especially in our industry, we are better and stronger when we are a we and we work together in partnerships um, and create those mutually beneficial, um, you know, alignments between education bodies, organizations, health clubs, and the fitness professionals, you know, that serve within them, um, as well as just finding your community of people. You know, if I could give some advice out to, you know, anyone, it's try and seek out mentorship, find your community, um, lean on others. There's always something to be learned from your peers mm-hmm. uh, and from those around you. And I think when you build your network, you can definitely build your net worth. Um, and that's why, you know, at, at Fiber, you know, where I'm at now is, I think, been a huge missing piece in our industry um, for as long as we've been around is creating that centralized place where we bring everything together in one massive ecosystem. You know, on Fiber, we bring together the people, the education bodies, the equipment, um, the operators, you know, everything all in one place. So, yeah, I'm really... I, I really do think that's a very important. Yeah. And so like a network, you're bringing up a lot of things for me. Like a network is not only trainer to trainer, right? It's trainer to other professionals, right? That maybe do other things that could, that relate or that they can share back and forth. And because nobody, we don't know what we don't know and nobody knows everything. But then it's also business to business, right? So on that higher scale, there's so many levels to network. So speaking of that, can you tell our listeners what fiber is? Um, you kind of mentioned it just now, like, but I love that you guys incorporate. It's not just like a Facebook for trainers, right? Where we just talk to each other. You said you have the education bodies, you have the equipment, you have all these other things where you're like, well, I guess it is important for me to maybe connect with a, an equipment company because I might need equipment. I might need to refer somebody to get equipment, right? We might need that relationship. So what is fiber and what opportunities does it bring for a fitness professional? Absolutely. So fiber, just spelled F-I-B-R, uh, is an acronym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to be, we can spell at our company, by the way. We, we, we are literate. We do know how to spell. Uh, but F-I-B-R is an abbreviation of the Fit Bridge. So within that, our mission is really, again, to bridge together everything all in one place. So you're correct in that it is way more than just a a Facebook for the fitness and health industry. Um, To our core, we are a social networking platform. So you do have all of those same capabilities, you know, posting, sharing, creating content, creating groups, chats, uh, and everything in that dimension. But beyond that, we also house uh, like a massive library and database of the best education that's available in the industry, including certifications and specializations. There are awesome partners like ISSA is on there. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, again, within that kind of bringing a credibility back and eliminating confusion, because the reality is, you know, we think that our industry, fitness managers, operators, people trying to get into the space, know where to go and what's credible. And that's just not true. You know, they're going to do a Google search like I did. And they might not have the best opportunity made available to them. 
or they might not know what's really out there. I mean, that net is so large for, I mean, I've enjoyed my position here at Fiber, you know, overseeing all the partnerships because I'm learning about specialization, CEUs, ESs that are available that I didn't even know existed. And I know if I did it now, there are millions of fit pros out there that don't know as well. So again, just creating that space where you can filter through and, you know, find education that you really find interesting. And if it's on fiber, you know, it's legit. You're not going to get something and then accidentally, I mean, we've all had that heart-wrenching moment, maybe as a manager, when someone's like, hey, I have the certification or got the CEU. And you're like, that is actually not legit. So (laughs) uh, you know, bringing that back. And then we also have discounts with all of our partners on gear, apparel, equipment, um, because, you know, let's just be honest, who doesn't like a discount? And (laughs) and that a big pain point um, that we're also solving in the industry is that talent acquisition. You know, for our entirety, we've been using as an industry just lead generation and employment solutions that just blatantly don't work. Um, if they did, we wouldn't have uh, created Fiverr. Um, you know, that needle and haystack approach of operators, whether they're from the you know corporate gym side to a boutique to an independent um, to you know companies that have positions inside of them in our industry that aren't niche to the fit pro. There's tech positions, there's HR, there's content creators. There's a lot of other ways to enter into our industry beyond just being the personal trainer or being the sales consultant at a gym. And we really want to expand that and bring that into one place. So within the platform, we also house all of the jobs that are available in the industry as well, from front desks to group instructors, to fit pros, to the content creator that's needed at an education body. Um, so we can, again, just in one massive ecosystem, whether you are a fitness enthusiast, just looking to network and, you know, connect with others that are interested or a fit pro looking for, you know, a new position or to accelerate your career. We really, you know, have it all in one place. So download fiber. That's my pitch. Download fiber. It's free. It's free to create a profile. Add me as your friend. I'm pretty sure I'm the only RC on there. So send me a friend request and we can be connected. That's awesome. What a cool resource. Yes. Yes. I wish I would have had it. I'm like the, the brain trust behind it. I was like, you guys couldn't have created this earlier. Like I needed this in every season of my career. Like I, (laughs) so I'm just, I'm glad it exists now. Yeah, but especially the opportunity not only to network, but I love the job posting part too, because that's why we have that on our website for our members. Um, it's important to connect them with the jobs because otherwise you're right, you're just Googling things or walking around aimlessly and like, oh, there's a gym, let me go in and talk to somebody, right? But a lot of times we don't know where to find those jobs and it's not like you can go to, yeah, you can look on Indeed and look online, but those aren't really made for us. It's not right. made for fitness professionals. Yeah, and we'll have some really neat, um, we are still newer in our development And I wish I could, I just wish I could share all of the things on our, you know, pipeline as far as what we're integrating, you know, from a tech standpoint, but it'll just be really neat and seamless and and very high level as far as ways. Again, those platforms aren't made for our industry. You know, there's a lot of soft skills and other things that make an incredible uh, fitness professional or employee in our industry. That's not just a resume. Um, So hopefully we can, you know, solve some of that as well. Here we go. We're back for another ISSA rapid review. Sajad had this to say about the ISSA certified personal training course. This is the best guide for personal trainers. 
short and sweet. We love it. Thanks, Rajad. For the for the listeners out there uh, who have been listening to our podcast, you should see that there's a very big theme in that folks like RC who are, are in positions uh, like like she is, VP of uh, Business Development, I believe is, is your title. So here she is, a vice president, started where? In a gym, as a trainer, and originally as a client. Sky's the limit, folks. And, and I'm going to put a little plug in for her mentor, uh, who she mentioned, Neil Spruce. So Neil was my last boss before I came to ISSA. And there's a little bit of alignment in their stories in that Neil started heading the wrong way. He was in gangs. He was probably not the kind of person you'd want to run into, uh, you know, in the wrong place. And fitness saved his life. He got into bodybuilding, football. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to go on and on about his trajectory, but he's owned a lot of big, big uh, brands, including an ASM for a number of years. Uh, so here we are again, starting at what I like to call, you know, the bottom, uh, folding towels, finding clients, pumping iron on your off time. And look where you can end up. So, folks, this is an amazing career. There are a bazillion opportunities, depending on what your passions are. Yeah. So that being said, RC, what, you know, considering your trajectory, your network, and, you know, all the folks you've been either mentored by or had the opportunity to mentor, what would you say would be, you know, your advice for professionals, fit pros that are looking to grow their business, grow their network, grow their career? Yeah, I think I could sum that into just three. I think one we already you know spoke about is, is having a network, finding mentorship, always be learning and leaning on those who are better than you, not having an ego attached in any way. Yeah. Um, and then number two, I would say is kind of, as you mentioned as well, finding your passion, finding your niche, using your natural given skills and talents and figuring out how those play into our industry. And I'll be transparent with you. I work in health and fitness. I don't really like science, guys. I don't. Like, <laughs> I don't. Like, I enjoy training, but I never enjoy training because of the program design and the science of it. I like the people. And so then in turn, I like to educate. And so then I found myself in those roles of, oh, you know what? I'm a, I'm a decent trainer, but I'm a met, much better teacher. And then I said, oh, I love relationships and cultivating those and being creative. I think I'm really good at partnerships, you know? So like, you just got to figure out where you fit. And I think if we do that, that's how we can really do a, a justice in our industry is there are people right next to me. And I did this very frequently. People would come to me. I would sell them the training, <laughs> get the commission, <laughs> and then I would pass them off to a trainer that yeah. I just morally knew was a better trainer to get them their results for what they were looking for. So I think it's just owning your truth and uh, figuring out what you like and what you're naturally good at and going that route. Um, but I fully agree with you. This is, I'll stand by what I say. I, I don't know. I haven't Googled it recently. I don't know if this industry is still the top three highest income jobs. Uh, but like I said, there's so many opportunities and directions you can go. Um, and then third, I would say if you're in this industry, no matter what section sector you're in is nobody know, cares how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Yeah. If you are in this industry, no matter what level, if you're folding the towels, or if you're an executive, 
if your heart does not align with our mission in its entirety of helping people, just the universal energies probably won't allow you to grow. You know, so as long as you genuinely care about our mission from the education side, from the health club side, the equipment, you gotta believe in what we're trying to do here, which is just, you know, positively change the lives, reverse a lot of chronic disease and, and really just, you know, save, save the world. Yeah, absolutely. You're so true. So true. Cause you have to believe in it. Otherwise you'll never actually like your passion doesn't come across if you don't believe in something. But I love what you said about the fact that you could sell, like you could probably sell ice to an Eskimo. Like you, you oh, like, I did, you I did. It. I went to Antarctica, right? Jenny, and I sold that ice <laughs> right to that Eskimo. <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay to be that way. And there, I've known some very successful trainers who were like that. They kept their core group of say ten clients, and then they would still set aside 10, 15 hours a week to meet with the new people, do the new assessments, sell. And then they would hand it off. Hey, this person is going to take really good care of you. Do a soft handoff to another person. Take the commission and be okay with just keeping your clients. It's okay to say no to a certain client, right? If that's not your jam, right? Um, and Shannon Fable, we just did our, our interview with her. She said something very similar. You have to find the clients that you are passionate about and that you do really, really well with. And not saying don't take the other ones, but don't focus on those ones. Focus on the ones that you do really well and do really good work with. And if that's 10 clients and everybody else you just sell and pass off, it's okay. So I love that that was your experience because that's that's a thing. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it's just the morally correct thing to do. You know, if not, if I took on somebody that needed some type of corrective exercise and I'm like, yeah, I can train you. They're not going to get the results they need. And then they're probably not going to come back. They're not going to train again. They're going to have a bad taste in their mouth about our industry. I just think it's, you know, hey, I, I can't help you or I don't know the answer to that. And again, that yeah. comes with not having your ego attached and you don't know everything. So when you don't, I'm going to give you to somebody that does. And that comes with, I think, building your network as well. You know, I had making yeah. sure I had connections with physicians and chiropractors and corrective exercise and sports performance people. Cause then they would send me clients equally mm -hmm. if they knew it was something that I, you know, was more so, you know, specialized in. Yeah. So, so RC, you know, when, when, uh, our producer and Jenny and I prepare for these podcasts, we do our best to consider who we're speaking to, to kind of, you know, uh, come up with some questions in advance. So we're not scratching our heads too much. Was there anything that you wish we'd asked you that we didn't, or, or is there anything you'd love to share with us that we haven't yet given you the opportunity to do? I mean, I, I love just chatting with you guys about everything. Uh, yeah, I just definitely love to see people hop on fiber, you know, be a part of our community um, so that we can all be friends. So if you're listening, just be a part of our community, be a part of our network. Uh, and then if you'd like, I have a podcast as well, the Fit Bridge podcast. Um, and that's, you know, different in the sense, again, it's it's not really science-based because y'all already know I'm not really into that type of thing. So uh, <laughs> uh, we interview experts, you know, high-level executives in our industry that, you know, own and operate some of the most successful, you know, brands and businesses. And uh, one question that I ask them on every single episode, each guest, I asked them what they wish they would have had known. And it's just really interesting to see. I give them full autonomy. That could be personal. It could be professional. And 
um, you'll really take away not only ways to develop your career from a business development, you know, logistical standpoint with different ways you can operate and, and tools that you can implement, but also ways that you can personally develop. Um, so if you ever want to just, if you've ever wished you could sit at a table and ask CEO of some major company, what do you wish you would have known? Like what step can I skip? Save me some pain, save me some hard work. What are the lessons you learned so I can learn from them? Um, I think it's pretty, pretty fun on there. You know, it's pretty boring. I'm the host. So it's boring. It's just, you know, it's just awful. You'll just fall asleep. Just don't. <laughs> uh, so I think, you know, to tune into that one as well. Yes, yeah, I'm just super grateful. Again, as somebody that loves networks, I just feel so blessed to have had been at conferences at conventions and out and, you know, had the opportunity to have had cross paths with you guys and met. And I just am excited about everything the future has when we can do things like this to collaborate. And I'm not sure who's listening out there that needed to hear something that we said today, yeah. but with our powers combined, you know, having this platform, we were able to, to impact some lives. So, so thank you for that opportunity. Absolutely. And I actually think that's a phenomenal question. What do you wish you would have known? It's like to, so that you can help somebody else avoid mistakes. I will say I have an answer for that for me personally. Yes, Jenny. Um, Hold on, this is how it goes. So I'm going to set it right. Okay. All right, Jenny. What is one thing you wish you would have known that you know now that you didn't know earlier? Well, for me, as somebody who does a lot of sports performance, because um, again, we're talking to a lot of personal trainers, a lot of people that are in gyms or in facilities, um, working with private clients. I started that way too. And I still have private clients, but a large majority of my business is now sports performance club, high school and college. Okay. But the biggest thing is take a risk. If you don't bet on yourself, no one else will. I can't stress that enough. Take a risk. And sometimes that risk might cost money right? So that's where your network comes in, right? Who do you know that could potentially fund you or back you? Do you, first of all, do you believe in your product or what you're trying to do? Do you have, what is it? Why is it different, right? You have to have all those things in place. So you have to have a business um, kind of set up and understand what it is that you're offering, how much it costs, et cetera. But there might be a cost, but you might need to find somebody who will fund you. You might need to find somebody who will help you buy equipment or get a discount on equipment. Hello, Fiber does that, right? You might need to get some additional education. You might need some space, right? Depending on what it is, you have to take risks on yourself. Don't be afraid or don't turn things down just because you might have to invest a little bit. Because guess who you're investing in? Yourself. Yourself. And if you won't invest in yourself, no random person is going to walk up to you on the street and be like, yo, I got this $10,000. Do you need something? Like, Jesus, if I had $50 million, I'd probably do that. I'd be that person. Like Britney Spears walking around giving out 20s in her hometown. Like, I'd probably do that. But it's not going to happen, people. The odds of that happening, you're more likely to get struck by lightning. <laughs> right? Right. So bet on yourself. Absolutely. I love that you said that. That's so beautiful. I mean, it just makes me think of the quote about you're going to have risks either. I mean, regret either way. So mm -hmm. you're either going to re regret something. So it's just which regret are you okay with living with? Man, Absolutely. Dad, it's yeah. the one that you didn't try. Yeah. For sure. Dan, you know, you know, we're coming to you, Dan. <laughs> you're not getting out of this. I hope you were thinking the whole time of your answer. <laughs> well, Is there something you, you wish you would have been known? You know, it's funny when I heard you ask that, that question of Jenny, I'll tell you where my mind went. I'll tell you my answer, but it's personal. So I'll throw in a professional one too. I, I wish I'd have known that repetitive movement with heavy weight was not good for me. <laughs> I'm paying the price. You, you and know, me both, Dan. You and me old, both. <laughs> um, I thought I was doing the right thing. 
And uh, you will pay the price, folks, later on in life. So let that be a warning. In fact, uh, one of the, the guys I used to work with, uh, I, I was with him on his last day of work because he hurt his back. And I had to drive around a river. I used to work anyway. I used to work in a different uh, career in law enforcement. And he was a mentor of mine. And I had to go pick him up off the ground out of his patrol car, call 911 because he'd thrown his back out, but he was a Navy SEAL. He was super fit. He was just a machine. And right then he looked at me and he said, you know, if I'd have known I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. And he was the heavyweight dude. So there's that. Professionally, ask for help. You heard RC say it. Get mentors, find people, surround yourself with folks that, that have made those mistakes. Uh, but professionally, ask for help. I came, I spent a lot of years thinking I had all the answers and I would have, uh, you know, come a lot further faster if I had just shut up and listen. Yeah, absolutely. Moral of the story. Know that like RC said it earlier, like there's a lot of people out there that are smarter than you, no matter how smart you think you are. There's always people out there that know different things or know more than you. Um, and don't be so caught up in yourself that you can't open yourself up to learn or to at least listen right? At least let them speak. Don't be that person that always talks over everybody else and says, oh, I know different. I know different. Like I've learned that over the last 10 years, um, 13 years of training. Like there's a lot of stuff I don't know. So I'm willing to listen to what you're saying. And you know what? I'm probably going to go look it up and learn more about it myself now, right? Now I'm interested. Now you piqued my interest and this takes me off in a whole nother direction, right? There's so much out there. So it's such a cool platform. Definitely check out Fiverr. We'll throw the link for Fiverr where you guys can, do it. it's on all the, all the iOS and Android, right? You got it. It's both. Yep. iOS and for Android. Awesome. Wait, are you an Apple person or are you an Android person? And I'm scared to answer. I, I'm an Apple. Is that the right answer? I'm an Apple. Droid <laughs> <laughs> all the way. Right. The, the podcast is shut way. off. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> interview over she's been cut off don't have her back on she's an apple person I guess okay. <laughs> well it's funny story I, I have a twin brother i think everybody else knows that i have a twin brother and he used to work for apple for like seven or eight years and he was the one who told me not to get an apple phone like years ago he was like don't do it because everything with apple phones is so specific to an apple phone it has to be an apple app or an apple product or an apple download you can't and with samsung's you can download literally anything so there's yeah. just more functionality on an android um, so he was the one who told me and I've never forgotten how old I do have a desktop Mac and I do have an iPad. Like I have all the other stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm reverse. I'm reverse. I have iPhone and all of my other products are PC. Like Mac, Microsoft, so everything else. Just step stay over the line. The cult, stay out <laughs> yeah. of that cult. And, uh, yeah. I am not no. worthy. I am now logging myself out of the call. I will. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's got Google Play and and um, Apple as well for the iOS. Sweet. So definitely check out the app, guys. Phenomenal opportunity to network with other people. And uh, RC had a great saying, your network is your net worth, like determines your net worth. Um, couldn't be more true, right? Nobody's going to get everywhere that they want to go by themselves, period. Mic drop. That's all I get to say. <laughs> um, Dan, any last words for our listeners today? What you said, Jenny. Nobody is ever going to be able to get to where they want to go by themselves. Mic drop. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought of like somebody out in the middle of the ocean in a canoe. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. I'm going to be on the boat that's cruising. Bye. <laughs>
with me and a hundred of my best friends drinking it up. <laughs> I like that. Give me an invite, Jenny. Send me a DM on Fiverr oh, yeah. and invite me to that, would you? You okay. can get on my party boat, I see. Yeah. You're invited. <laughs> I'm more of a yacht person, but I'm here for it, you know? <laughs> right. Oh, we can, we can upgrade to a yacht. I see this happening. <laughs> oh. I love it. Well, thank you so much, RC, for joining us. You have been phenomenal. You're amazing. Um, guys, I'm telling you, like my face still hurts. Remember at the end of Toy Story when Barbie was like, I can't, my face hurts. That's how I feel right now. You're amazing. So definitely check out her podcast, The Fit Bridge. Um, we'll link that in our description as well. But again, thank you so much for joining us, Icy. Thanks, guys. It's been so much fun chatting with you. Thanks for the opportunity. Hopefully I'll see you guys in person soon. For sure. You will be seeing us 2023 coming in hot. <laughs> I love it. And thank you guys out there for listening as well. Hopefully you garnered a lot from this one. Go back, re-listen. So much to learn. Nobody out there is the smartest person in the world, okay? Uh, But we always encourage you guys to make good choices. We'll be talking to you soon.